Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. Welcome to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod. Simon Zanopoulos filling in for our fearless leader, Jimmy Buckley. It was all too much for him. Xavier Savage going down and then Papali injuring himself during the week. He's also not playing for the Raiders and he's had to take two weeks holidays, bucko. He just couldn't handle it. So filling in this week, very exciting times. Only a day away from the NRL kicking off Parramatta versus Melbourne Storm. Sammy Williams, thanks for joining us. Certainly looking forward to it all kicking off only a day away. It's awesome, isn't it, mate? It's you know we've got through the summer and a pretty ordinary uh, cricket uh, over the over the uh, holiday period. So yeah, it's awesome to be to be back. Um, gives us something to talk about in here at work, and you know it's um, there's just so much excitement that comes around, and, and you know you can just see the spring in everyone's step when it gets to a Thursday, and you know the footy's on, and yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah. Teamless Tuesday always a highlight. Four o'clock. Can you talk us about the build up this week? Obviously. You've- had many of these. You have obviously have the big off season. You're training hard. What's the feeling like in the camp when you lead up to these sort of weeks? Yeah, to be honest, mate, it's it's probably the everyone says you know you talk about grand final weeks and obviously they're awesome. But the first week of the season, the single best part about it, everyone's full of optimism. Every team, every player thinks that they're they've had a great off season. They've done the work. They're ready to go. And you've got no head noise. Your, your, your body's um, had a week or two to freshen up after the pre-season, but you've got no head noise. You, you don't have to think about the previous week if you could have done something better, different, missed tackle, you know, bomb try, whatever it is. You don't have to worry about it. So it's an awesome week. You know, I think it was always, um, you know, my favourite coming in. Um, you, you know who you're going to play so far out and everything's geared towards round one and all these players are just so excited to get out there and get into it. You obviously had a few big off-seasons. Which one do you remember you really trained the house down? <laughs> uh, the boys probably argue there wasn't many of them. <laughs> um, no, the thing is that we, with pre-season, there's just no hiding. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're either running, you're, you're wrestling big blokes, you're tackling, you're lifting weights, you're stretching, you're doing video. There's, You know, you just can't cruise through it however you want to look at it. So um, there were some real big ones. My first year back from being overseas... When, I, when when Ricky was coaching, I spoke to Ben Pomeroy about it and um, he pretty much said, get off on the right foot. Um, so I made sure I, I worked pretty hard that one. But yeah, as I said, you, you don't really cruise through many of them. We'll get to the Raiders later in the podcast. But first off, Thursday night, Parramatta, Melbourne Storm. Storm have lost a lot of experience. A lot of players have moved on. They've got a young forward pack, but still got the spine away from Pappenhausen. Are you surprised they're favourite or how did you see the opener? I think there's a, there's a couple of things about this match. Why? Yeah, yeah, I am a little bit surprised to be honest, um, Simo. Um, I think Mitch Moses is in for a really big season if he can stay fit through the whole season. I, I honestly think he can win the Daily M. I think he looked that good at the back end of the season. I think he looked really good in the trial game, and he's got a point to prove in terms of contracts. And we'll, we'll probably know fairly shortly about where he's going to head um, or end up. But I just think that there's so much around Mitch Moses that is um, him as a player. But as a club, Parramatta, I think that they need to take that next step now. They've um, 
made prelims. They've now made a grand final. They've built really nicely. They've added to their roster. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Reid Marnie, but you're, you're throwing Josh Hodgson in there. I just don't think they lose as much as what people are thinking. Um, obviously, obviously Papali'i on that edge. Um, Ryan Madison, when he decides to come back after his three-week hiatus. <laughs> um, he, um, you know, I don't think they lose too much. So I, I'm actually a little bit of a fan of Parramatta this year. I think people are writing them off. And in, in terms of those top sides, I think that they can beat anyone. And on the back of that, they've won the last four against Melbourne. You know, it's some teams you just have the wood over. And I think that Parramatta, um, I think they're a good bet this week. I guess the one thing I want to ask you, with Josh Hodgson, plays a different style to Reed Marnie. Mitch Moses will generally want the ball. Is Josh going to have to adapt his game, do you think? I think so. I think he'll have to probably... He's quite a creative hooker, Hodjo. Uh, but he's also smart enough to realise that those two blokes you've got either side of him. Dylan Brown, he's becoming one of the real leading halves in the competition. Mitch Moses is already there. And then Gutherson finishes a lot of those players really well. So you don't want to cramp their time. Uh, when they want that football, they'll give it. That they need to get it. But I think Hodjo's smart enough to realise that. And on top of that, you know, he'll he'll, he'll add another dy- dynamic to the middle where big blokes like Junior and and um, Regan Campbell Gillard, if he can get one on one on the line, they'll probably score some tries as well. So that balance is going to be crucial. And I think he's only going to add to the Paramount Eels. Do you think Storm a favourite simply because of the Craig Bellamy factor? They haven't lost a round one game since two thousand and three. Yes. I do. Um, I think that they prepare well, so well for it, and that record speaks for itself. I think there's a couple of things with the Melbourne side. The back row is very new. Their centres haven't played a lot of first-grade football over the last couple of years. So I think there's some areas of that Storm side that they are a little bit vulnerable. Uh, Parramatta, probably their back row is probably a little vulnerable as well. But you know, head-to-head, I, I just think that there's a lot in this Parramatta side, especially um, as the outsiders. So the bet for you, Parramatta, head-to-head? Yeah, I'm, I'm tossing up if I, if I go head-to-head or if I just take the two-and-a-half start for Parramatta. You can still get a ninety about that. I think it's going to be a very close game. It's the first game of the season. Um, either way you play it, I think um, leaning towards Parramatta. Friday night, this is probably the game everyone's looking forward to, the Warriors versus Newcastle. <laughs> we ran up the model this week. So this is the Adam and Sam season rankings, or ass rankings for short. <laughs> And the New Zealand Warriors and the Newcastle Knights are way down the list. Can any of these, can either of these two teams do anything this year? What's your expectations? I don't expect them to be anywhere near that top eight, if that's what you're asking, mate, to be honest. I think that those top seven from last year were just so dominant that I don't see any of these sides being good enough to be able to bridge enough of that gap. There's going to be a few teams down the bottom who are vying for maybe that eighth spot, but I don't see either of these two doing enough to be able to you know, really put their name inside that top eight. Have you got a lean in the game? Yeah, I, I, it's a, as you mentioned, it's a very, very hard one to, to decide with. I think that the Warriors are the favourites being at home. I think they'll be up for it. There's no doubt about that. But they also don't have the most brilliant side on paper either. The Knights are getting given a five-and-a-half start at a dollar ninety, so I don't actually mind the Knights. I don't mind them. That's not to say that the Warriors don't win the game, but I think the five and a half start for two sides who didn't exactly excel last year, and the Knights side. Sometimes you've you've got to look at who's not starting in games and who's not in the team to work out what sort of depth. You've got Jack Hetherington and Adam Elliott coming off the bench for the Knights. It's pretty two two pretty handy players who 
they would start in a lot of teams in this competition. You know, there's probably only one or two sides where they don't start. So now either the other back rowers have had a big preseason or they're trying to invest some energy halfway through the game. But I think that that sort of bench, you can come on and, and really change the game. So the Knights are getting a little bit of value there. Yeah, I was surprised Kurt Mann got the starting spot over Adam Elliott. The other big surprise was the mighty Greg Marzu didn't get a spot on the wing, which looked to train the house down in the trials. <laughs> big Greg Marzu, and I'm not... I may have picked him up in Supercoach, a bit upset about it. But anyway, interesting to see how Chance goes back home. I think close to the family, you know, he's a solid first grader. Their spine for the Warriors actually isn't all that bad. Tamari Martin's a good footballer. Sean Johnson, when he's on, Wayne Egan, solid. And Adam Fanua Blake, I felt he played injured all last year. And in the trial game, he had no strapping, more free-flowing, and he's running. You know, he's one of... when he's on, he's one of the better forwards going around. So him and Tohu Harris starting the season both fresh. Them both starting the season fresh. I think that's a big tick for the Warriors. And I think we need, the NRL needs them to play well. It's always good when the Warriors are sort of up and about. They play a good brand of footy. So I'm hoping they play well. But at the same time, I want to see Kalen Ponga do something at 5'8". So it is of interest of some description. And you mentioned a couple of players in that Warriors pack. I'm actually, I think Dylan Brown, uh, Dylan Walker as a footballer is a really good player. He... He can cover a number of positions, but he's got a really good balance, a bit like his IEO where he can pass and he can run. And I think that's a really big quality, especially in that modern 13 and roving player. Um, I think he's going to be a really big and a good pickup for the Warriors. I, for one, were <coughs> I for one was very excited to see St. Helens beat Penrith. I know I don't like cheering for England in anything, but I was definitely cheering in that game. And key issues for the Panthers was Mitch Kenny at nine. And the edge back row vacated by, you know, um, vacated by Kickow. Are they? They've obviously drifted in premiership betting. Did you see enough to be against them this year? Or are they still the team to beat? I think they're still well and truly the team to beat. You've got to remember they won the grand final by twenty points. The next best side in the competition was twenty points away from them. They did it with ease, and that was without Cleary a lot of the back end of the season as well. Yeah, they've probably come back a little bit to the to the field, but they also won four of the competitions across the um, junior grade, the reserve grade. You've got depth there. You know, you can't tell me that they don't have someone coming through the ranks. Yeah, I think um, I think Kenny will start the game, and then um, Sonny Luke will come on and add that little bit of injection. Um, I, I agree with the back row last week; they were a little light on, but Liam Martin comes back into it. Luke Garner's a solid player; he'll only get better as the season goes on. But you look at that side, and there's not many there's not many uh, areas where you can really exploit. No, no, they're still rock solid. Just the hooking role, Appy Corusau. How much he they lost their way last week, whether they can turn that around on the weekend. I thought Broncos, they played well against the Cowboys. Both teams virtually at full strength. They didn't have Adam Reynolds. Selwyn Cobo at fullback. There's a lot to like about this Broncos team. There is, and they're probably the side this year that could do anything. They they have so much ability within that side and so many young athletes. The big thing is, and as we all know, for Kevy is bringing these young athletes together. And last year they started the season so well. But the big thing about the NRL, you've got 26 rounds of week in, week out tough football. You have to be able to prepare mentally, physically, and look after yourself so well away from the game that maybe they learnt from that last year. And that's the one thing this week that is in their favour. They're, um, you know, it's the first game of the season with a really pumped up team of, of young guns. So that's probably going to go a long way. But... 
I don't I don't see them getting in. I, I think Penrith are going to have a point to prove after losing that World Club Challenge. I think they're going to come out with a real big mindset of, no, we're still the big dogs here. We're still the team to beat. And I think they're going to go out and try and, um, you know, put a scoreline on Broncos straight off the bat. You mentioned in pre-season round one what a week it is. Yeah, there's so much optimism around it. What do you, for the Broncos, can it also take the wind out of your sails? If they get pumped on Friday, does that sort of knock them around a bit? Or what's a pass mark, do you think, for them? I think they expect to win the game. There's no doubt there. A pass mark is probably playing well and, and Penrith just being too good. You can cop that. They're obviously the best team in the competition. So, But I think they go into the game expecting to win. As you mentioned, there's some young blokes there that are, that they're such a big club, and there's just so much media that goes with playing for the Brisbane Broncos. It's not easy for a young bloke at times. Selwyn Cobbo, you know, he goes on a podcast and says a couple of things, and all of a sudden he's in the headlines for a month. How does he come out and handle all that? Does he drop the first ball, and how does he bounce back? Or is he just that young brash player who doesn't care less about it all anyway? It's they're they're a real intriguing side, the Brisbane Broncos. Do you have a bet in the game? Oh, look, mate, if I had to be pushed, I'd probably still say Penrith 13+. plus. Um, I, You're I know, a believer. I, I haven't seen enough of any other side that's going to knock off this Panthers side. I commentated a game last year in Canberra. It was Penrith and the Raiders, and Penrith had half a side. And I've never seen a group of players just come in and fill the void and do so well. They comprehensively beat the Raiders that night with a side... You know, we, we talk about who they're missing for this game one, but they probably had half of that side that night. And they just all went in and they did their role and they still won comprehensively. So until I see otherwise, I've got no reason to jump off them. Saturday, I think everyone's looking forward to seeing Turbo back on the park. I think if you're a manly player, you grow a, you grow a leg when he runs out on the field with you. Bulldogs, few key signings. We've touched on Reed Barney, Viliami Kikau into the back row. I guess is the hole for them now a halfback or... I guess they still don't have a fullback, really. Yeah, look, I think that's a little bit of an issue, the Dogs. They're probably, there's some still very young back five for the Dogs. They're, they're um, you know, their centre three quarters, their wingers and their fullback. I think there's, you know, they're very raw. Uh, what I think they do have is they've got a couple of winners that have come to the team and um, winning can be bred through pre-season and, and when you're competing in all different facets of the game, I think that's one big thing. And I do really worry about Manly this year. There's some there's some people out there who think that they can maybe get that eighth spot. I'm not sold. If Turbo, yeah, if Turbo gets going and plays 25, 26 rounds, anything's is, possible. Anything is possible. But uh, as we'll go on later on, I've I've always been a massive for, fan of Kieran Foran. I think he creates so much space for his wingers and and so much space because he plays so direct and so quick into the line. We we, we looked into that. Uh, the Titans' preseason game against Redcliffe, um, he set up three tries for that left winger. I don't think what um, Kieran Foran has brought to that manly side, I don't think it can be underestimated. And that's what my big worry is. Uh, I don't see them threatening that top eight. But as we said, that turbo at the back, anything could happen. Do you have a bet or a lean in this game? My lean is the dogs due to the fact that you're getting about $2.45 about them. I think it probably should be closer than that, whether or not that first up off the, you know, first up they can knock off Manly, I'm not sure, but I I think that they're probably a little bit overs there. What are you expecting from Matty Burton this year? Well, he's got to step up and really, last year I think he took took the side to a few um, good wins, 
But there's a difference between expecting to lose a game and going out there and playing as a half. This year, they're going to have expectations to win games and expectations that he dominates games. So that's a big one for him. He's going to be targeted a lot more. So he's really got to go to another level. His halves partner in Flanagan, he's got to go to another level as well. If they're going to threaten some of the some of these better sides, as a club, they've got to be a lot better in a lot of areas. Um so I'm a big fan of Burton. I think he has a really good balance, kick, run, and pass. That left edge of the dogs is really good. Finding Addo Car in space usually leads to a try. So, yeah, I am a fan of him, uh, but it is a big year for him. There's going to be a lot of expectation on that Bulldog side. Cowboys Raiders, obviously huge loss with Savage going down in the trials. Sebi Chris, the fullback. Cowboys beaten by the Broncos in the latest trial, but still looks slick in parts and never easy going up there. Can we do anything? It's a hell of a task, mate. Um, I think this Cowboys side, on the back of last year's confidence, where they were this time last year to, to where they are now, they've just come so far. You're going to probably one of the hardest road trips in the game. At the start of March in Townsville, it is a completely different ball game. Um, not only a different ball game, a different ball. The ball's like soap up there, and they train in it all the time. It, it is a massive task. Uh, Josh Papali'i, that's a massive loss. You know, you can win games on the back of players like him, him and Joey Taps, but to go out there and be able to knock the knock them off. Harley Smith Shields is coming back for his first game in a long time. He's starting in centres against Valentine Holmes and that left edge of the Cowboys. Welcome back. Good luck, Harles. You know he's he's lucky. He's a, he's a confident bloke, and he um he can certainly play the game. But there is a lot of matchups out there that this could really it, it could it could set the Raiders' season up. Imagine if they go up there and they knock them off, and they go right. Don't forget about us. Yep, it's massive. A lot on the line for him, and yeah, obviously a few key outs for us. But hopefully, um, you just want to go with the Cowboys. They ran them up. <coughs> they killed us last time when we played them up there. There's. Their D was so up in our face, we had we couldn't do anything. So, are Cowboys legitimate contenders? I think they can be. Yeah, I've got them fourth, fifth. Uh, how how that plays out? One of the things for the Cowboys this year, and it's the same for the Sharks, is last year they weren't hunted. This year they're going to be hunted. The Raiders would have penciled this in as soon as it came up and said, "All right, this is a big game straight away. This can set our season up." So they 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 will be hunted. But I think they have the quality to be able to, to, to be there right at the end. Very much looking forward to this game. Cronulla v the Rabbitohs. Key out with Nico Hines not playing. But, geez, the market has swung towards the Rabbitohs as a result. It's a massive change, isn't it? Um, Considering Cronulla at home. At the start of the week, with the prices, um, you know, I thought the Rabbitohs weren't, weren't bad value. But the Sharks are getting out to $2.50. I know Trindle's no Hines, but they've also had a lot of pre-season together where they've trained. They would have all had um, different opportunities at training to play in different positions. And, geez, they look good the other day, the Sharkies. They they genuinely they, they flipped my mind in, in terms of can they, can they replicate what they did last year. And to be honest, I think they probably can. I'm a big fan of Teague Wilton. I think he's come on so much over the last few years. I remember him coming into grade and we played them a couple of times around that sort of time and he was a bit of an up and down back rower and he, he hadn't filled out fully to where he is now but over the back end of last season and running off the the um the sharky's halves on that left edge I've become a, a real fan of him he runs a really good line he understands his halves really well and 
creates so much space for his outside men as well because he he generally runs that line that that ties up the halfback and then when he gives these blokes like Talakai a chance to have a genuine one on one with their opposition. The interesting thing with the Rabbitohs, I consider they're fairly similar to Manly in the sense that if Latrell's on, anything's possible with them. We're talking earlier in the week. Your concern for South is the lack of depth in their bench. Yeah, a little bit. I think that's that's probably the main concern for me. I think that they're five eight Cody Walker. If I was trying to if I was putting a side together, he'd be one of the first blokes picked. You talk about creating room for his outside men. I don't think that many people do it better than him in the game. And that's what you look at Alex Johnson, and I know he scores some really good ones, but he scored some easy ones, and a lot of that's on the back of Walker and obviously Latrell at the back. My concern is just the the difference in the bench. The Sharks with Jack Williams, I think he comes back and offers so much. Wade Graham, their skipper, you know, he's done so much for them over the years and he can't get a start. Cameron McInnes, he could have started with nearly every other side. And then Oregon Kafusi, you know, he's gonna he's gonna want to impress straight off the bat. Whereas we look at the South bench. Big Shaq Mitchell, he's played four NRL games. Um, Michael Cheekham's had a couple of injuries of late, a uh, bit of a journeyman. Um, Blake Taft's, you know, how he comes into the game, I, I'm not too, too sure how they try and work that. I just think that this, the rap, um, the Sharks bench is the difference between the two teams. So the bet here is clearly the Sharks? I'm going at the price. I think you've got to lean towards them. But I also, I think that the Rabbitohs can win the comp when, they, when they're <laughs> on. So um, I am torn a little bit, but... You know, we're only worrying about this game, and I think that the price and the value certainly sits with the Sharks. You mentioned Cronulla. Yeah, sorry. You mentioned the Cowboys now being the hunted. That is the same for Cronulla, and that's such an easy draw last season. Where do you have them fitting in this year? I've swapped them and the Cowboys. I think that the Sharks can finish in the top four now. And they've also got such a good coach. Uh, Fitzgibbon's just one of them blokes who you've just got so much faith in to bring this side to the next level. So I think that there'll be a lot of players. They'll understand that they will be hunted this year, but I think that they've. I think they've got the side to do it. The Dolphins, Roosters. No surprises. See the Roosters at prohibitive odds. I think short as a dollar twelve to beat the Dolphins in their first game. Do you give them any chance? What are your expectations for them this year? Uh, my expectations are fairly low, uh, but once again, we're only looking at this week. The first game for a new club at home against a powerhouse in the Roosters, they'll be up for this one. The, the biggest thing is, once again, with like I mentioned previously with depth, I think that the Dolphins will struggle for depth. They've got a fairly old forward pack. They understand how to get up for the, for, for the first game, but the body will start to wear out throughout the season. So I think they're on, you know, they'll, they'll get a few hidings throughout the year. But I just think first game of, for a new club, you can't tell me that they aren't going to be up for it. I think they've got the forward pack to be able to stay with the Roosters for a certain amount of time. But look, they're not going to beat the Chooks. But I think the 17 and a half start, I actually don't mind taking it. Yep. Yeah, if you if you ask me this question in five weeks' time, I think that the Roosters would cover it. But very first game for a new club, I think that they can actually come out there and hang on just long enough. Roosters did look clunky in their trials as well. Yeah, they did a little bit. And, and yeah, look, Crichton and Tupanua, the back rowers, both out. I think they're as good as any back rowers in the competition. They're unbelievable, those two. So they, they're lucky, the Chooks, that they have a little bit of depth there. Um, the players they've got coming in, uh, they do go well. But you're, you're losing a lot of quality there. Their halves, I think, are, are, are smaller halves. I love watching them play. But I just think that I think that there's a little bit of value within the line there. No Joey Manu as well. 
Yeah, that's right. You lose another big name player there. And the Roosters, they don't have to come out. They don't have it's the first game of the season. They don't have to come out and win by forty. Yeah. They'll want to go out there, get through not too many injuries, get a bit of rustiness, win the game by 12, 13 points, something like that, and then go back to um go back to Sydney and prepare for their next game. We finish off the opening round at Leichhardt Oval, Sunday night, six fifteen kickoff. The best ground to watch football at by a country mile. New coach for the Tigers. Few new names in the team. What are you expecting from them? Yeah, I'm going to flip both sides of the coin here again. The Tigers in that trial game looked really, really good against the Raiders. I think they completed at 86%. That's nearly, nearly unheard of in a trial game. It was a hell of a performance. I think Tommy Talao looked really good for them. I haven't seen a lot of Tommy play, to be honest. But he, he had he, massive raps coming through. He did. He... he he was up against uh, Matt Tomoko there on the weekend. Uh, the weekend just gone, and I think that he um, he 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 shows so much promise. Um, on the other side of things, they've got so far to come this year if they're going to be threatening that top eight. I don't know how he can make such a big leap this year. I think John Bateman, when he comes into the side, will help. But they've also got to come a long, long way before they start, you know, being able to match any of the real good sides. So, I. I Tommy Talao, big fan. Api Corosau, obviously a massive, um, massive in for the club, but trials don't count. The thing with the Tigers, we saw when Harry Grant was there, how much a decent hooker helps your side. Api Corosau, we saw with Penrith missing him, how much difference it makes. How much does he actually help this team? I think over the last few years, we're starting to see how important the hooker is. The way they bring the forwards onto the onto the ball and create that ruck momentum. A lot of that comes from the deception in the nine. And Happy Coruscant is as good as anyone in the game. He'll jump one way, play back the other way. He knows when there's a quick play the ball. He knows when to take off and run. He's a really solid defender in the middle. So I think he's probably as good a signing as, as anyone has in the competition in terms of trying to improve a team. And I think he'll help Luke Brooks. Um, another half who I think cops a little bit of a bad rap, rap at times. And well, when you, you start your career and you label the next Andrew Johns, it's never going to be easy for you. That's exactly right. And he also gets paid a massive contract. So everyone sits back and says, you know, he's not worth it uh, for X, Y and Z reasons. But I think if he can get himself going, I think he can get back to being one of the better halves in the competition. Uh, with the Titans, I'm a big fan of Kieran Foran, as I said earlier, I think... He's the one who's going to make so much difference to that side. His, his leadership, uh, his will to win. Defensively, he's excellent on the left edge and he'll create space. So the, the, the real watch I've got for the Titans is how Kieran Foran links with Brimson and then that left winger, I think it's Carton Pereira is going to be there again this week. I, I think he's a anytime try scorer on the back of Kieran Foran more so than anything. Interesting to see how they bring Jaden Campbell into the game. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what they're going to do there. I really don't. I don't think you're wanting, going to want to shuffle that spine too much. He's not going to defend at nine in the middle, is he? No. So how that works, I know in years gone by, Ricky with the Raiders has had that utility on the bench. Sometimes they don't even get on the field. But you don't you don't necessarily have to use your 17 just for the sake of using it. If, he's, if, if you've got a big front rower there and you put them on for five minutes – because you've got more quality and your front rower isn't tied who you brought off. Well, maybe you're better off having a bit of cover there. And David Fafita, obviously, the spotlight's always on him. He's similar to Luke Brooks. There's a lot of expectation around him. What are you expecting from him this year? Yeah, I think he's 
like, as you mentioned, Brooks, these players who are on big contracts bring scrutiny. So sometimes with Big Dave Fafita, unless he scores four tries in a game, he's had a poor game, according to some people. So it is a hard one, but I think the big challenge for him is consistency. Uh, you shouldn't expect him to be always scoring tries, but he needs to find consistency, and that probably comes preparation away from the game and learning and growing as a player, but you just can't coach what he's got. He's got size, power, and speed. You know, we, we'd all love exactly what he's got. So yeah, you had a bit of it. I had no speed, no power. <laughs> heart, mate. You had heart. I reckon. I reckon. I I had more smarts than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think he. It's a big year for him, and his consistency is the main thing for Dave Fafita. Any lean? Are we having a bet in the last game? I won't be having a bet if I if I had to be pressed. I'd I'd be taking the Titans. You're getting a little bit more. They're two dollars and fifteen cents. So, I think that they can win. Uh, but you're you're a brave man betting on that game. And the absolute moral of the week. What's your best bet? I'll tell you what, mate. This could I could ruin my reputation in the very first night of the year. Bring it on. I'm going to take Parramatta with a two and a half start. Yeah, I don't mind it. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, happy with that. That's what I'm going with. Uh, if I get it wrong. Please watch the rest of the weekend, and if I'm still wrong, then ring me. (laughs) (laughs) That wraps us up. We'll be back with the review show next week. Buck goes off for another week, so you'll hear from me again. Good news, mate. We'll have another another week together, and then um, you just never know. You might get the gig for good.